Welcome one, welcome all, welcome back to Northwest Sports Fix for another fantastic week and what a time to be a football fan here in the Northwest, ladies and gentlemen. Cougs, Dogs, Hawks, they're all there, they're all towards the top and they're all to be reckoned with across this country and Dave, we've got some fantastic matchups this weekend. You've got Cougs taking on the Oregon Ducks, you got the Huskies taking on Cal and you also have the Hawks taking on those deadly, deadly Rams. Someone you always have to deal with every time you go to L.A. or St. Louis. Yeah, I uh, I feel a little perplexed by the Rams. Uh, last year, they were dead last in the NFL in offensive points. And this year, they are shockingly number one in the NFL in points. Uh, they haven't played that many good teams. They beat the Colts. They beat the 49ers, both bad defenses. Cowboys, also a bad defense. They lost the Redskins in a closer game. Um, but I feel, I don't know, I feel like maybe the same as how I always feel when I play the Rams, which is not good. I don't ever feel good about that game when the Rams win two games or if they, you know, do seven and nine, which is a little more common. If they're a little bit better, I feel like we're it's always a, just a fist fight um, with this team. But the Rams do feel a little bit better than in years past. Todd Gurley, the quarterback's getting it going. How are you feeling about the game? Do you think we're going to be walking out of here with yeah, a win? Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a really tough, fought, hard fought game as it always is against them, Dave. And it's just crazy to think about. You know, they were so close, and I think what's going on right now for L.A. I was about to say St. Louis for L.A. is that it just shows you how. Fisher, Coach Fisher, last year in the last few years, you know, only being able to get to pretty much 500 every year, always known as the, uh, what is it, the 8-8 eight eight guy, yeah. um, that, uh, you know, he's always had, he always had the talent, they just couldn't able to, they weren't able to put it together and win football games, and now you're seeing Sean McVay, the new head coach down there, and he's kind of bringing a new life to this team, and, and maybe being able to counsel Goff, their new their new quarterback, and he's he's looking he's looking like that guy that they they went after in the draft a couple of years ago, and Todd Gurley's now looking like the Todd Gurley we all thought he was going to yes, be. Yes, he's looking a lot better. Yeah, and Todd Gurley is just just coming at his coming out party is just scary to watch as a Seahawks fan. So, um, you know this. This team has always had the pieces. You just always thought they had the lackluster effort behind it, and I think a lot of that had to do with Fisher. And now you have McVeigh in there, and they also have another. They have a couple of guys they could throw the ball to. Uh, Sammy Watkins. Um, I mean, there's there's some. Yeah, Robert Woods is playing Robert, well. Yeah, you know, Woods, and so they have some. They have some guys that they can throw the ball to and get the ball at people in space and and make some big time plays. And so I, I, I guess I'm not. I guess I'm not entirely surprised that they're the number one offense in the league, though, Dave. I mean, they've always had the pieces. They just have never been able to put it together. And I think with Goff now with another year on his belt, I think he's starting to figure it out. And they're also giving him time. The offensive line is finally giving him time yeah, to make those really plays. Well. And, and, and so I think that's just huge 
for that offense. The one thing I think is really surprising is the defense. Like the defense has been terrible, and <laughs> and they haven't been able to really stop anybody. Um, but they still have that ferocious front four, but once once you get beyond that, they just don't have anybody. Yeah, I think literally all you need is Aaron Donald, and he will single-handedly push all five of our offensive linemen to the ground and then chase Russell Wilson around. I feel like that's right. – at the time when they drafted Aaron Donald, I was frustrated because he shouldn't have fell to them in the draft. I think he was in the maybe 12, 13 um, area for the pick, um, but he was seen as uh, maybe the best defensive player in the whole draft um, right. and have to go against him uh, for what could be a long time. I was – just like a lot of other Seahawks fans, just really hoping he was going to hold out for, you know, as long as possible. I was hoping for an eight-week holdout, um, but obviously <laughs> came back sooner than that. Right. Um, you know, I don't see this trend continuing. Okay, the Rams were 3-1 and one last year, and they finished, um, what, 4-12 and 12 yep. last year? Uh, so they, they lost almost all their games after that. I don't see that kind of collapse happening. Uh, Fisher was not a good coach and has not been a good coach for a long, long time. He somehow rode the coattails of that one Super Bowl loss um, for years for the Titans for a long time. You know, Vince Young, I'm, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like maybe he still wouldn't have succeeded um, in the NFL overall. But I, I feel like being a young quarterback, Fisher's one of the worst coaches to have. Uh, I think their offensive coordinator last year was their special teams coach for a long time before they flipped him over. And it just felt like the Rams had no idea what they were doing offensively last year. Uh, this year, it does seem a lot more put together. But do I think they're going to also finish as the number one offense this year? They're going to continue that pace? No, I, I do not believe that. I think they're going to uh, have some challenging games. And I still think that Todd Gurley's an up-and-down runner uh, against the Colts. Uh, week one, which is not a good uh, defensive team, as we just saw in this last game, Todd Gurley had 19 carries for 40 yards. That's a 2.1 average. It's not very good, but he's been used really well in the passing game to really utilize his athleticism, which is a bit more of a worry. Um, the teams change, but what I want to see is that second half Seahawks team that we saw last week. The Seahawks were down 10 to 15. Um, to the Colts at halftime. And I don't know about you guys, I just felt so incredibly frustrated that we were losing to the Colts. And then something switched. We ended up 46-18. The defensive line had tons of pressure. Russell Wilson was making some good throws. J.D. McKissick, I cannot say enough good things about. If that team shows up, and that's, I mean, that team is, is a 10-13 win team. The first half team is an 8-8 eight and eight team that shows up. So how, how did you feel about that roller coaster game against the Colts? Yeah, I, I think I was right there with you. I mean, after that half, you were even still 18-18 tied, and there was still some doubt in this in this ball club that they were able to pull it together, and, and there was still some significant momentum in the, in the favor of the Indianapolis Colts. So mm -hmm. I think it, yeah, I think there was a moment where I was like, Gosh, this is just going to be another grinded out game, and we're going to have to win this thing in the later parts of the fourth quarter, aren't we? But you know what? They proved me wrong. They proved me wrong. They proved all of us wrong, and they were able to, you know, put something together and and really start get clicking. And I think that was totally what this offense is all about. I think it's a lot about Russell Wilson. You saw him starting to stretch his legs a little bit. And that just puts some significant pressure on defenses. And they have to account for that. And I think when when he gets to be in, in a rhythm with his legs, his arm then follows and, and begins to, you know, 
also have an opportunity to make plays with his arm. Yeah. So I think this is just huge for, for his confidence and hopefully his realization that, yeah, my legs are here. I'm good. I can, I can, I can score pretty much at any moment in the game with my legs, but also with my arm. And some of the throws he made at the later part of that game, uh, that drop, that drop he made, uh, dropping a dime in there on JD McKissick on that touchdown throw. That was beautiful. Uh, yeah, it was gorgeous. So, I think that was that's just huge for this offense. And, I, and you know what was also really surprising, Dave, is the offensive line really started to click, and it really mm-hmm. gives them an opportunity to establish themselves. And they want to run the football, whether that's with um, Russell Wilson. That's yeah, who's with, doing that? I mean, yeah, it's with. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's, it's either with Wilson. It's either with you know McKissick, Lacey. Uh, you know, unfortunately, Carson goes down, which was going to be he, he was he was a lot of fun to watch and mm-hmm. super sucky to see him go down, Dave. But uh, but I think there's an opportunity for this offensive line to really start get to get some momentum going and to really have that cohesiveness of working together. That's what's really what the biggest part when it comes to offensive line play. So getting those guys to work together, getting that sort of that physicality run game going again. I think you have the guys. I think mean, I think Rawls can bring that. I think Lacey can bring that. That's just a matter of them actually following through. Um, but we've seen glimpses of that throughout their careers. So I think there's just a lot of good pieces in that second half, and they're going to have to find a way to roll that over into this game because I think they can really bring out the Rams' true colors this weekend um, in really showing that uh, this this Rams team is really not the best team in the NFC West at this point. Yeah, I felt a little – I can tell it feels like the coaches don't really – have the running back situation figured out. They're still looking for their identity there in alternating Eddie Lacy and Thomas Rawls on, on being healthy scratches and who they're going to give carries to. It's clear that they didn't, they don't really know who they like more here and, and or maybe what they think they have with Eddie Lacy uh, losing Chris Carson. It was a bummer. He was a terrific story. The a second of our seventh round picks um, basically taking over the starting role and looking pretty good, showing you uh, what you wanted to see. He was forcing a lot of missed tackles and broken tackles. Um, Eddie Lacy played really well, actually, this last game. He had 52 yards in the ground. He averaged over four and a half yards a carry. I really like Thomas Rawls. I, I, I mean, maybe clearly it's just a homer bias. I'm not sure. But I when, when I see him run, his highlights are awesome, running right over people. Um, he's quick. He makes good decisions. Um, you know, there's times when he's had some bad games where, yeah, he has, the like I talked about with Todd Gurley, he'll have 20 carries and less than 50 yards in the game at times as well. Um, but I don't feel like running game-wise we're going to skip a beat. And my hope and my thought is that Rawls will end up being the lead guy as the year goes on. But I loved J.D. McKissick. He had the the C.J. Precise role. I'm honestly shocked McKissick hasn't landed on a team and stuck with one. He bounced around with Atlanta before, another team, I believe, before the Seahawks. The dude is lightning fast. It seems that people don't really know how to use him, maybe didn't know how to use him. Was he a wide receiver? Was he a running back? He did both excellently well. He rushed, and he caught a touchdown. I'm really excited about him. If Precise can't make it happen, because he seems to always be injured, uh, I also feel like you don't skip a beat there. Um, so I feel really good, actually, about, about the ground game. Um, and then Russell Wilson, did you see that when he scored that 23-yard touchdown? He yelled "F yeah" and stood up, <laughs> shook the hands of some of the. It was unbelievable. Shooters. I was like, "Oh my god, uh, he's a real crazy. human being." Yeah. <laughs> and then he ended it by saying, "Go Hawks!" Oh yeah, I was like, oh, "Yeah, exactly. <laughs> of course he did." It's slapping everybody on the butt. Yeah, good work, good work, good work. Ooh. That was so good. 
And I, I just loved it. I was like, I love how everybody on Twitter just absolutely lost their crap over it too. <laughs> it was so great. It was, it was so I, great. I was, we also though have to bring up, speaking of injuries uh, that were really unfortunate, was losing Cliff Averill. Yeah, that, and and who knows what the severity of that is either. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. been rumors. Hands. There, I mean, there's rumors that thrown out that he might never play again. Like honestly, that's the most extreme case of what it, yeah. um, you know how severe se- severe that is. But I don't, know. I don't know. I think he'll be back at some point, but um, who knows if that's going to be this year? I mean, if he's having no. problems not getting feeling in his fingers, and that is a significant issue. And did you see him when he was sitting there? He was looking at his hands, and he was kind of closing his fingers to his thumb, and he was just looking at him. And you could tell something was off nerve-wise. And, you know, it turned out he ended up getting a stinger, and, and he said he had no feeling in his hands, which must be a very scary and kind of surreal feeling. It has um, to be. What ended up happening, though, was Frank Clark got a lot of playing time in the second half, and the dude is a monster. Oh, I don't know if you saw that highlight where literally one of the offensive linemen came at him to kind of try and cut block him, and he just hurtled. He just right. jumped right over Oh, him. I saw it. It took the running back it, down. It was awesome. That, was, that but, was unreal. But honestly, with Cliff, Cliff Averill going down, I mean, that's probably the one position where you have the most depth. Yeah. So, unfortunate is to see uh, Cliff go. Um, or, you know, go down. It, I think it's a perfect situation with next man up. And I think that's going to be uh, a perfect opportunity for really um, Frank Clark to establish himself as one of the better defensive, better defensive linemen in the NFC, in the NFC. So I think, uh, you know, he has a long ways to go, but I think he can be a very, you know, disruptive and productive player. So I'm excited to see what he can do in a more full time role for the Hawks. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. Dave, what's uh, what's your thoughts on this weekend? Predictions, scoring predictions. Gosh, you know, I I think a lot of people are picking the Rams, and I know I need to at some point be. Well, we have picked, um, you know, the Seahawks to lose some games. I feel like this is a game that a lot of people are going to pick the Rams to win. I just, I'm not sure the Rams have played a real defense yet this year. And again, I, I think Sean McVay is a good offensive coordinator. He showed that with the Redskins. I'm not sure he's just another Steve Spagnuolo, where he's just a young coach coordinator. That's a good coordinator that comes in um, and, you know, kind of brings an energy, but does he, does he end up, you know, bringing a, a pedigree of, of, of championships or, or a history of, of winning? I'm not really convinced on that. I'm thinking the Seahawks defense is really going to stymie this Rams offense. And so um, I think the Seahawks are keep on clicking from what they had in the second half. I'm going to go 2017 Seahawks win the game. Ooh, ooh, that's nice. I think I'm right there with you, Dave. I think Hawks are going to win this thing. I think they're actually going to go down there and win this. And I'm not trying to be a homer here because I've also predicted the Hawks to lose some games. Been really. I, if you're a longtime listener of the podcast, you know that I'm pretty pessimistic when it comes to the Hawks. Yeah, you call them the Stink Hawks. I do, I do, I do. But I think they're <laughs> actually going to win this thing, Dave. I think they're going to win this thing, and I actually think that's going to be a pretty big spread. I'm saying 34-14. Whoa! Wow. I think this okay. offense is a fraud. And wow. So I think the Seahawks defense is going to make things make things happen for sure. 14 points for this uh, St. Louis Rams. Offense. I might be way wrong, but that's what I'm going out on. All right. I like it. So, it's, a bold, it's a bold take. It's yeah, what we need here. Yeah, bold not, takes. Yeah, hot takes here. Um, Dave, your Washington State Cougars are 11th <laughs> in the country. 11th in the country, taking down the fifth-ranked team in the country in the USC Trojans. 
I mean, ex- talk to me a little bit about just that Friday night, Dave. Pinch me. I'm just tickled pink right now. I honestly I can't. I can't really fully comprehend it. I, I remember looking back and seeing that in 2003, the Cougs finished, I think it was number 10 in the country that year, um, beating Texas in that bowl game. Right. And I was like, wow, could I ever imagine the Cougs being ranked that high? And I, at the time, just years of bad Cougar football. And I know we talk about it often, but it has scarred us. That's why we talk about it often. And I was like, no, I'm not sure I can ever imagine this. And now here we are at 11 in the nation it it doesn't feel i honestly it doesn't feel that real like i don't know if it's really sunk in and i don't know if i fully accepted it because i'm afraid to get my hopes up too high i'm still feeling scarred that we're just gonna we're gonna crash um back to earth that was a monster win that was exactly the luke falk i wanted to see in this game the one that we've been talking about um for quite a while uh you know that what he could be i felt like he was poised he made great decisions he made some incredible throws jamal morrow is the man he is perfect for the air raid offense i love so much fun to watch him and james williams so good and um yeah just the 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 atmosphere and pullman just looked electric i mean it was everything that you wanted um huge win for the program i'm five and oh i mean pinch me I'm, I, I I can't believe that this is this is where we're at, and I'm loving it. How did how did you feel? You had to watch the game. Yeah, delayed that was the, for one of the first hurt. times I've ever had to do that, Dave, and it was awful. awful. It was uh, it wasn't awful, but it was it was it was not ideal. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I had a game to broadcast that Friday night. So DVR started the DVR at about eleven thirty, almost midnight. <laughs> it was almost midnight, so I thought that was going to be. Um, I honestly thought that was going to be a huge, huge task to get over with to to try to get through. Not hearing about the score, not hearing about the game. I think there were so many opportunities there was for somebody to crack and like spill the beans. And so I think uh, I, I was so impressed. I was able to make it through the entire night, phone off, made it to the game. And, uh, yeah, it was awesome to, to watch that. It was also – I was able to watch the game in like an hour and 15 minutes. Like, honestly, no commercials. The game's like an hour and 15 minutes. It's so great. So I ended up watching the game, and I think I got done around mid uh, – about 1 in the morning is when uh, – is when I finally got to the final part of that game and I was just going crazy, man. One and 30 in the morning. I'm just going nuts. Just, <laughs> just out of this world, bro. I just couldn't get over it. So, um, yeah, that game, I, it, it was, it, it was, was such a good game. A lot of people were kind of stinkers about it. I talked to a lot of people on a Monday and they were like, uh, yeah, it was kind of a sloppy game. I was like, really? Um, but I hmm. guess, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was just a great opportunity for, uh, for W two to showcase who what they have and and Luke Falk he's in he's been talked about as a Heisman candidate and he's right now Finally. if if, uh, if the end, the season ended today uh, it, which it doesn't but it uh, if it did he would be probably having a ticket to uh, to New York yeah so I agree yeah so I, I think it's it was a really cool game and now we can't back it up with a stinker Dave we can't I'm back this thing up I'm that. very concerned about this weekend and. Uh, I'm. Uh, I hope those guys are ready. I hope Leach has got those guys, and I, I. I believe the fact that he does. But we are Cougar fans, and we have been through this. Bef- <laughs> we haven't really been through this before, but we've definitely given up games that we should have won. So, mm-hmm. you know, this is. Uh, 
you know, obviously we've got a couple of good breaks. Uh, they're missing their quarterback. They're, uh, uh, which Taylor Alley, I think, is awful. I don't think he's very good. I think they're actually – their freshman is better than their than Taylor Alley. That's probably true. And so uh, – but they're going to start Alley. And then, and then also, you know, some concerns about Royce Freeman, like what he's going to end up uh, – if he's going to end up playing Saturday night. So, I don't know, Dave. It's going to be interesting to see what happens. You know, I, I think he will play. It looks like he's been practicing. And, again, I go back to what we talked about um, when we were making our season predictions. I originally picked us to lose this game. Now, starting quarterback's out, so I think that changes some things for me. Um, but it's one of those games where it feels like the Seahawks are – the Seahawks, excuse me. The Cougs are the more complete team. They put the time in to have a lot of seniors. Have a very, You know, we've, we've, we've had Leach now for years. This is Taggart's first year. But the, the, the Ducks – they just are full of home run hitters. Right. They just recruit a bunch of really fast playmakers, and their cupboard is always full. There's always studs there that one guy um, can take take a corner and just hit hit a home run or one receiver. Uh, they're just one throw, one broken tackle. It feels like from a touchdown a lot of the time. And their offensive line, Tyrell um, Cosby, their left tackle, um, who's going to be a high high pick, I think. Um, for, for left tackles, for tackles in the NFL draft, uh, is really good. They have a, they have a, a really good offensive line, and their defense has been playing um, way ahead of what they should be. I think there's something like um, – I looked it up actually earlier today. They're the number 30 team in the nation in total defense. There was something like 111. They're up in the hundreds last year. I mean, their defense was awful last year. Um, it's played surprisingly well. Um, but again, I don't think they played some great teams. You still have, you know, your, your basing defenses is off a lot of your non-conference so far. Right. Um, I'm concerned, Kurt, we're going to the game and he, this is what worries me is this is either <laughs> going to be one of the highest of highs where we go into Otson, um, one of the teams I think I enjoy most as I maybe you dub when the Cougars get a win, um, uh, in Otson, which is a hostile environment. I have heard from duck fans, beaver fans, and just overall football fans here in the Portland area that when you're in Otson, duck fans can be brutal. You might get spit on. You'll probably get yelled at and someone will probably uh, throw some F bombs your way. Right. And if we, we lose, that's going to be real painful to walk out of. Super We're going to get uh, a lot of words coming away that way. And if we win, Kurt, I feel like you're going to be sending a lot of words the other way. Yeah, I might get in trouble. I get in trouble. That could be chaos, too. Yeah, I might, I might get in trouble like last year. <laughs> yeah. That was pretty brutal. Kurt, I need yeah. to tell this story because this was so good. Yeah, it's good. In Pullman, Kurt and I went. And um, we absolutely destroyed the Ducks, which felt incredible. But there was, to their credit, a surprising amount of Duck fans, I thought. There was a decent in Pullman. amount. And we weren't in the visitor section. There was there was a, a decent bit of, of Duck fans around. And, you know, Pullman's – it's not on the way to anything. So they drove out of their way to go to the game, and they're dedicated in, in a bad season uh, for the Ducks. So give them some credit. It was still early on, so they, they were probably there still – There was still a little hopeful. bit of hope, yeah. Kurt, you were taking your finger under your nose. Yeah. This is like the worst and best smack oh, talk I've ever heard. And going, smell you later, oh, and throwing yeah. your finger in the air, and then saying – bye-bye and then going welcome to the pac-12 basement and waving at people as they're leaving the stadium which is horribly obnoxious <sighs> but extremely i think um satisfying and cathartic for us for all the years of watching us get trampled by the ducks and one guy has started to have words back at oh you. yeah well he and was saying like any no because he was saying like you guys were the worst team in the pac-12 and i said i know and you're the team that lost to the worst team in the pac-12 so <laughs> have fun with that on your That's way home 
<laughs> that was that was an incredible moment, and he didn't have a comeback. He knew that he, yeah, that he his just team walked was defeated. He was leaving early in the game. Trying it was like late third, later, third quarter, and uh, he was like, "Yeah, he had to stew in it." And they're they are not used to that. Duck no. fans were not especially used last, to that last year, year. man. Like last year was a really tough year on their ego. So, uh, yeah, I think this year, though, the way that they've been playing is kind of instilling some of that ego back. So I'm going to look forward to uh, stomping on that once again Saturday <laughs> night. So, Well, while I say the Ducks defense has played uh, above what they should, uh, the Cougs, we're number seven in passing yards allowed in the nation. That's insane. Going against a backup quarterback, and we're number 34 overall in scoring defense at, at just over 20 points per game. The defense has been awesome. They they absolutely shut down Darnold. He had a season low, like 152 yards, threw a pick. To me, he's Hackenberg 2.0. He really is. Lots of hype, not seeing the results. But I got a question for you, Kurt. Yeah. Alex Grinch is getting hyped up. Um, he was getting talked about on ESPN. Is Alex Grinch going to be on this staff nope. next year? Nope. Or is he taking a coaching nope. job somewhere else? Nope, he's gone. I have full firmly believe he's gone. I, I mean, he could surprise us all like uh, you know, Moose might be able to come out and throw a ton of money at him. But uh, I think that, you know, Leach has always been a, a defender of his guys. And I think there's a part of Leach that, like, takes pride in his coaching tree yeah. and seeing his guys flourish and become head coaches. I think there's a part of Leach that enjoys that. So I wouldn't be completely surprised if uh, if he ends up taking off and – and uh, I thought I think this could be our last year with him. So you know, you know what? I think he deserves to be a head coach. He is he is really good. Um, he posted an awesome thing on Twitter yesterday that I had to actually print out and post it above my desk at work. So um, something about no excuses. And uh, I was like, this is so good. And I literally printed it out and put it above ab- ab- my desk at work just to I remind me. You should tweet that. You should. Uh, I, we haven't announced this. We need to start announcing this. There is now a, a Northwest Sports Fix that's right. Twitter. That's right. So uh, We need some followers. Uh, it just started. That's right. So I think a Northwest Sports Fix. I'll have to go back and go back and uh, retweet that. I retweeted on my personal account. So okay, okay. <clears throat> maybe I'll have to go back and um, log in and then retweet yeah, your personal stuff. Exactly. That Alex exactly. It's NW sports fix, by the way, That's so right. Northwest, NW. but just NW sports, just fix. like it is on uh, iTunes, NW sports fix. Yeah. So, but anyways, plug. Dave, um, thoughts on weekend, uh, predictions. I, okay. So I would have stood by this loss. I would have stood by what I what I called um, in preseason and saying that this this is going to be a loss for us. But um, without Herbert um, and Herbert uh, was he played really well in the Arizona State game that they lost the only game they've lost so far. Uh, but with Taylor Alley um, and I think this this D line is is kind of hungry to kind of stick it to Joe Salave maybe a little bit um, for going to the Ducks. Um, I see us winning. I, I don't see Taylor Alley really getting the job done. I see. I see Royce Freeman doing a lot what he did last year, having a ton of carries, maybe not for a ton of yards, but probably having one big breakaway yard. So he ends up having uh, you know over 100 yards that looks pretty good at the end of the day. Um, but I think it's going to be fairly high scoring. I'm going uh, 41 for the Cougs, and I'm going to go 34 for the Ducks. That may be a little bit generous, but I just feel like at Autzen, our first – road game it's going to start off a little rocky for us i really do i wouldn't be surprised if we're down at halftime kurt um but uh then we see some luke falk heroics and uh, really expose that secondary i see falk throwing for 400 yards easy 
and Renard Bell continuing his upward trend. That has been the the X factor offensively when we were guessing in preseason. Who's it going to be? Here's my pick. Here's your pick. It's Renard Bell. I'm loving what he's been doing. He was a leading receiver against USC. Um, So I do think we get a W, and I need it so bad if we're going to this game. Our first game that we we lose can't be the first game I go to. That would just break my heart. I can't handle it. Yeah, well – I'm one and zero right now, and it was uh, really a gut wrencher too. So, <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully we can get a good win and under our belts um, this weekend. It's crazy how the du- Ducks were actually favored when the line first came out, and then what dropped. was that? <clears throat> it's wild, man. They it, they dropped once they found out that the quarterback was still banged up. So, uh, and the possibility of Royce Freeman being out. So they actually flipped back to Washington State being favorited. But isn't that wild that we were that didn't make knocking off sense. the number five team in the country and they had Oregon as favorites going into that game. Just wild. That I also tells, think it's because it was a it was a home game for Oregon too. So yeah. that plays a huge part in that. And they, that tells me they think we are wildly overrated. And yeah. so maybe one last question I have for you is so we're number 11 in the nation right now, and I want to ask you, what do you think we will be ranked by end of year, and what do you think we should be ranked by end of year? Um, maybe next week we should do this is kind of our um, well, that's a, halfway mark update yeah, on some predictions. That's, so. a, that's a crazy prediction there. Um, man, I actually think uh, we're going to – we're probably going to be around – my guess is we're going to be around this point right here, 11 to 15. It's going to okay. be, I think we're going to go up just a little bit. Because we've got some games in in this mix now that aren't going to be very good games, um, but obviously if we were able to beat Colorado and Stanford at home, then you're really going to make some big jumps. I think we're going to drop one of those two at home. To be honest, I can't tell. I don't know if it's going to be the Colorado game or the Stanford game. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think it's going to be one of those games we're going to we're going to lose, which is going to drop us down, and then we're going to get blown out in the Apple Cup. So we're going to drop back down again. So. <laughs> Such an optimist, Kurt. Yeah. I okay. So when it's all said and done, season's over, bowl games are over, final rankings. I think we're now. I might get um, you know some attacks for this. I think we're closer to the eighteen to twenty-ish range. Um, I think this yeah. team, honestly, is. I've been saying this the whole time. Is is about as good as we were last year with Gabe Marks and River Craycraft. It's a team that can beat seemingly any team except for the Huskies, unfortunately feels like um but lose to you know any team as well um you know losing to an fcs team last year but having some big wins i feel similar to me we're just winning those games but the t- and we finished unranked last year losing the bowl game but the talent feels about the same um we're just winning these closer games and to me last year's team was about an 18 to 20 ish um you know ranked team is what i thought and that's why i feel like that's what's going to be be again this year but anyways yeah. next week we should do our maybe a kind of a halftime overall for the year because it'll be um will be about the halfway point so yep. that's, uh, I like that's crazy it. to think about too um i didn't get my prediction in for this weekend but yes, i also please. do i do also do think it's going to be a high scoring game you're looking at about you're going to be looking at a 42 30 win 42 30 is going to be your win for the washington state cougars this weekend and um, we're, we're going to be getting everybody booted out of that stadium um by the end of the night so <laughs> it's going to be good it's going to be real good don't worry dave i'll be on my best behavior yeah, don't worry. We'll tweet out if we need help. Good at, at, at NW Sports. Good, Fix. good, good, good. Good. Dave Wool is a shorty but goody tonight. Yeah, love it. And um, we're right on mark. Um, everybody, thanks for for joining us. We're gonna get back to you next week and break down what happened in Eugene and in LA. So can't wait to to get some W's on the board for this weekend. Fingers crossed. Um, thanks, Dave. Um, don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. 
NW Sports Fix. And follow us on Twitter, like Dave mentioned, NW Sports Fix as well, at NW Sports Fix. Have a great weekend. Go Cougs, go Hawks. Have a good one.